0: Hi guys, this is David Negrin, host of The Script Podcast, and executive director of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. I'm excited to announce that we've created a Patreon campaign for The Script. Patreon is like a Kickstarter, but it allows you to give ongoing pledges every month and receive ongoing rewards. Of course, The Script Podcast will continue to be free, but we're just asking for a little help. So please, check out all our rewards, join our inner circle. Become a patron of The Script Podcast at patreon.com slash Script.
1: I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. Open the game. Let's go save the world.
0: Welcome. This is The Script. The podcast for screenwriters by screenwriters the deepest story analysis anywhere on the internet at the script we believe story moves pages story moves product and story moves people i'm your host david negrin and tonight we're doing suicide squad the latest in the dc cinematic universe blockbuster uh tentpole superhero movie tonight Alec Pollock is joining me. Hello. Alec has a little cold.
2: Yes, so maybe a little bit uh, nasally, but S-nated, we're used to crazy for coming voices out. for this podcast. Uh, thanks for, for coming this podcast.
0: Out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to remind you out there, if you like the script podcast, uh, please give us a star review on iTunes. It helps. And uh, subscribe to the script YouTube channel. Um, for Suicide Squad, The Squad. I'm just going to start calling it the squad, the squad or Double S. No, that doesn't no, work. It no. does not work. Um, David Ayer, writer and director. Uh, known for Fury, Sabotage, End of Watch. I love Sabotage, by the way. They, the, I don't know that. That was uh, Schwarzenegger's comeback action film with uh, uh, Muriel Enos. She was great. Um, speaking of uh, the killing cast. Uh, but uh, David Ayers is a screenwriter first. Uh, he, he also wrote the screenplays for SWAT, for Dark Blue, and the first Fast and the Furious, and U571, the one with Harrison Ford as a Russian... And what's the Denzel Washington Oscar Training, Day. Training I Day. I think he's like a co-producer on it. Okay. I, I wasn't sure... IMDB didn't give us good info on that. Okay. But um, you know, he's one of the only writer-directors to be given a big tentpole like this. You know, A lot of other directors... Uh, but, I mean, the only ones I can think of to be given superhero tentpoles like this are Joss Whedon, of course, and yes. probably Christopher Nolan. Do you count Zack Snyder? No. Zack Snyder is not – absolutely <laughs> not. He's not a screenwriter on his movies. He puts people on it. I, I've, I've criticized him before on podcasts because he's, he, he – you know, his – Zack Snyder films are gorgeous. And, but if the graphic novel doesn't translate directly into screenplay um, – his his narratives get lost. Yeah, and
2: he had a hand in this too. His hand. Yeah, executive there, so. produced. Executive
0: yeah. produced. Yeah. yeah, yeah allegedly
2: whatever. directed a few scenes as well. From I didn't know story. that. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Little, little, little bits there.
0: So David Ayer is the main artist tonight, um, and I mean, for for a uh, for a tentpole like this, it's it's actually asking for a lot of responsibilities. I'm writing, directing it. It's gonna live or die with me. And there's been some. Uh, you know, controversy on the internet, uh, <laughs> a little bit.
2: Um... Now, my understanding is that, um, again, it's all allegedly, but I had heard that they gave him two months to complete the script. How much... I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, that's... Like,
0: he start, like, start from scratch, not, like, working on a draft or anything?
2: I, I don't know, that's the, the number, that's, I mean... That's a short
0: time, eight weeks yeah. is short time for a feature screenplay, right? especially if you have tons of sourced material to research, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um there's uh maybe we'll get into the politics of it sure. later i mean or you know whatever because i know it's gonna come up <laughs> it's gonna come up um but there was some hollywood producer tinkering Evidently. on on the version of the film that we saw
2: right so it seems and again it's the allegedly there were two uh cuts of the film ayers denies that and says this is the cut this is the cut he always wanted
0: so yeah we'll he see. has i mean it's probably in his contract um well, why don't we start tonight? Usually, when we do a tentpole uh, action superhero tentpole, I throw out those like five things uh, that you can rate uh, superhero tentpole sure. by, uh, just to get us in in the mindset that they're almost a genre of their own, um, or at least
2: they have been. I think some of these might be evolving, and yeah, you know, they,
0: you could that. say some of them are getting to higher genres, but they are they're these very uh, superficial genre bends of a couple of things. And, you know, an action tentpole like this, this is an action-adventure movie, right? Um, It's an ensemble film, Mm -hmm. which is
2: different. Some might say action comedy.
0: Yeah, I don't think there was nearly enough comedy in this to call it an action comedy. This was not a Guardians of the Galaxy. This was not a Ghostbusters.
2: No, but I think that there may have been an intent to push it in that direction.
0: Well, you got to have some light yeah. comedy in every tentpole film. Yeah.
2: Especially with the success of
0: Deadpool. Well, De- T- Deadpool is absolutely an action yeah. comedy. Yeah. yeah. They, Deadpool did an extremely good job yeah. of both action and comedy altogether. It reminded me mo- Deadpool, although I wasn't on that podcast, mm-hmm. was reminded me most of the first Iron Man, <laughs> which is probably the the best prototype for superhero uh, action adventure tentpole that's not an ensemble. Mm. That's like a, a yep, movie, solo. Yeah. Solo. Um, so, in a superhero tempo, we look for the ratio of action set pieces to story. Is it too much action? Or too too little story, you know? Or um, uh, do they do a good job of giving us good character development, good plot, without spectacle, spectacle, spectacle? I'll, I'll note, sorry, Zack Snyder. Um, Although, you know, I love 300, I want to get that out of one of my favorite movies. You know, the last 40 minutes of, of Man of Steel was just spectacle, spectacle. People are yawning in my movie theater when there's like very expensive special effects going on. So uh, character development in an ensemble. You know, Whedon can do it, why can't you, right? That's been the, the standard, the very From first. From the studios, I'm the sure. The very first adventures, Yeah. Uh, Avengers. Um, Joss did an amazing job as a writer-director yeah. of giving giving every character, um, a plot arc, internal car- conflict as well as external yeah. conflict. Yeah,
2: and, but it's what he does. I mean, he's been doing groups, teams. That's what teams he does. It's what every forever.
0: screenwriter should endeavor to do. Yeah, yeah. but he's got a history um,
2: of it with Buffy and with yeah, with well he dozens of others. When he yeah. cut
0: his teeth on TV, which is a lot more about ensemble yeah. than feature films, but in a lot of ways, the superhero action adventure ten pulls, um are emulating the mm. TV the TV model? Yes. Um, overall originality of a superhero movie plot is it more than a supervillain army comes to take over the world or an origin story about you know accepting your new powers? Right? Because we've seen that. Mm. We've seen that. Um, we may have had a little bit of the former here, mm. but I think they did it slightly more originally. Um, and then the f- number five was oh no i had to number th- four is action and comedy set pieces okay it's a popcorn movie the action needs to be original we need to see some set pieces we haven't seen before um the thrills and the comedy should rise above like i was saying above like the sitcom c-joke level you know should th- there should be some well-written you know good yeah. jokes in there and i i will say uh, suicide squad achieved that for me i it didn't it get to action comedy
2: but it was funny. But it was funny. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, will
0: Smith is a comic talent. Yeah. I was so glad to see him back in that role. I he's know. so funny. It was like the Fresh Prince was back.
2: I really thought that they were going to marginalize him in this, just because yeah. there was too much going on. But yeah. I um, love that he, he was so front and center. He's
0: I mean, a. I mean, I mean, he's a. He's an A-list yeah. actor. He's not going to get marginalized, but I yeah. love that he uh, could take a step back in an ensemble yeah. and become the. And become the. Uh, uh, I was going to say the Joker, but he's not <laughs> the Joker. He's become the. Uh, the jester, if you will. <laughs> if
2: you will, right? yes, yes, yes. Ironic.
0: Also, Margot Robbie had some comedy. Yeah. And um, in the first half an hour, the head um, security guard.
2: Oh, yeah. Are you a fan of the, the Mindy Project? Yes. yes. He's, on the, He's Project, on the Mindy Project. And he Project. was hilarious. He was very good I was in Suicide so happy Squad. To see him. I, was,
0: I was sorry to see him go.
2: And just disappear. He disappeared. <laughs> he totally disappeared.
0: Totally disappeared. It would have been a lot of fun to carry. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So given um, uh, the the last thing is you've got to (laughs) reinvent number five, you've got to reinvent the naming of superheroes. You've got to reinvent the suits. You've got to reintroduce the catchphrases. Okay. You've got to rename some characters. We got a little bit of renaming in this. Um, Rename from their
2: comic origins. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You've got to, in a sense, if you're going to go to the film, don't just adapt it. Don't just copy and paste it over. Do something new. Um,
2: if it's true to the spirit of the yeah, source and material the, and evolve it, keep the source material's
0: soul there. Yeah. but innovate, yeah. improve upon sure, it.
2: Sure, we don't want changes just for changes' sake. No, 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 no. no. But no, no. Uh, and you think that this did that?
0: I'll ask you. You know more about the comics than I do. I would say that um, I have some questions along the way. Sure. I I did like uh, the version of Harley Quinn's outfit that we saw. I liked. Um, this new Joker's—you know—it's been all over the internet beforehand. Mm-hmm. But his his new design was fascinating. Um, the heroes—I I don't know—I wasn't really taken by Deadshot or anybody. Deadshot anybody, was pretty but, close to the source material. When they put his when he put that white mask on, that yeah. was great. But of course, if you pay for Will Smith's face, you <laughs> want it on screen, yeah. right? Yeah, but it worked. So that given that uh, those general things about the superhero action adventure tentpole. Um, why don't you 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 jump into it? We'll do our regular sort of uh, yeah ups one, and up, one up, one down, three up, three downs. So it's just the yeah, two yeah. of us. What what uh, what did you like?
2: Well, again, uh, my my first up um, was just how fun the movie was, and I generally enjoyed it. Like again, I thought that the critics and a lot of the reviews were overly harsh, um, not necessarily from the point of view of. Uh, uh, some of the, the the editing and the the pacing of it, and uh, some of the bits and pieces. I'll get to those in my downs, but it was fun. I mean, I saw this at ten o'clock in the morning on a Friday, yeah. and there was a good crowd on on this past Friday on Opening yeah. Friday. It did the, fine in the box office. Yeah, it did. It did not, it, this was it did fine. It broke th- Yeah, the it was one hundred and thirty-four million or something. Yeah, yeah. one hundred thirty-five. But this, the, the audience, the people in the audience were laughing. Yeah. They were enjoying it. I had a whole bunch of, oh, man, damn. like, like the
0: audience, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. People were reacting.
2: And like that's so valuable. I mean, in my own writing, I, I, I'm always trying to look for the emotional core and the emotional story and the emotional beats as you're moving through it. And... There were plenty of issues that we will get to by all means, but I thought that there had some great emotional beats in it that yeah. carried you through and uh, rallied the crowd, made a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will say that I really enjoyed. Um, I, you know, you know, it's really hard to do with eight or nine characters is create a a family dynamic, and that's what a good ensemble film is whether it's a literal family or a metaphorical family. That's what Joss Whedon is a genius at. Every one of his shows and films, he creates a family, even Alien 4, yeah. You, yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, and Firefly and, and Buffy. Um, so that's really hard to do. I expected this to not be able to accomplish that at all, but it got there. In a couple moments, it got there. And when if it didn't get there, I think it was because it was so high a bar to jump talking you know olympics here how many characters oh my were there it was like oh it was eight or nine it at one crazy. point so you know if you've got your core four and then you add a fifth antagonist that's a that's an easy feature film right but now you've got eight or nine uh basic good guys you got two or three basic bad guys and you got <clears throat> red shirts all over the place <laughs> right and the superheroes um, on the proof. Henchmen, you know. Uh, yes, yeah, so ev- some cameos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that they f- they got some heart with the uh, Harley Quinn finding her new family, mm-hmm. essentially, um, and they got some heart with uh, Deadshot and his, his daughter. daughter. Sure, that yeah. worked for me. Um, and there was a little bit with with uh, El Diablo too, and him yeah. coming to terms with uh, with uh, being uh, being somebody with terrible powers and having hurt people and family in the past it was a little ham-fisted a bit but that's three character arcs in a movie in a in a blockbuster movie absolutely. sometimes we don't get any
2: no, absolutely you know what this reminded me of a lot or maybe in the same i don't know i want, sorry, I want to say genre but do you remember big trouble in little china absolutely i Dude, mean I can, it's I can, a it's a gold standard we yeah. talk about it a lot um I just you know, you had the mysticism, you had the action, you had the craziness, you had the arrogance, you had the, yeah. the renegade. A film that
0: throws together a ton of genres. Yeah. yeah. Monster, yeah. you know, uh the old kung fu movies, yeah. um and you know, those eighties like go for it action yeah. tough guys. Sure, yeah. sure. And at and times comedy.
2: Yeah, at times it went for the crazy and the silliness. Like I I, I think they could have even played it more, but Slipknots whole Role in the whole thing, where all of a sudden he shows up and he's in the movie for what? And he's done. not even ten minutes. Yeah, yeah.
0: They they could have made a joke about that. Totally. Otherwise, it was just
2: really awkward. It was awkward. Is he
0: a full superhero? No, the same thing happens in the comic. Is that right? Yep.
2: In this comic, what happens? <laughs> uh, it's almost exactly uh, word for word. Well, uh, you
0: know, in a good in terms of screenwriting, like you have to create um, a if you put an ensemble together or if it's a two two hander, right? Like a two hand uh like cop movie you have to create um in your narrative a reason that they must stick together right a, a reason that they're stuck together and you know in a cop movie like lethal weapon it's like the captain sticks the partners together and they're stuck together but in a movie like this not only are you putting together a group of people who don't want to be together they don't want to go on the mission right so you, you create this situation where she um Amanda Waller, Waller has yes. has leverage over them. Mm-hmm. She puts, you know, the uh, bombs. The uh, yeah, the <clears throat> the uh, nanotech bombs. You know, yep. I, and I want to go back to uh, the Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, it's uh, yeah, the Running Man, the Running Man <laughs> explosive like one oh one. You know, the Richard Dawson yep. two thousand on their necks to blow them up. Um, but in addition to that, you've got to show somebody try to do it try right. to get out sure. and what happens and he dies yeah. so that's, that helps keep us, make us believe that the suicide squad needs to be together and I thought that would be the biggest problem with this movie and I went with it I was fine yeah. after that I was like yeah they, they're on it plus they all had a you know between Harley Quinn and, and Deadshot there was a there's an ounce of good in them yeah, in the ro- in the characters as written and in the performances yeah. that made me think, you know what, they're leading yeah. a group.
2: Well, I mean, again, you always say right backwards. And I think if yeah. we think about this backwards, I think there's that pivotal moment, which is an awful moment. It's in my bad, where Deadshot says, you know, you're evil. And it's just, like, really awkward when he says this to yeah. Enchantress at the end. And it's the weirdest line, and it's not cut well in terms of how it's put together. But the whole point of it is, they're thieves. They have... Uh, they're not to the extent of evil that the Enchantress is. They're not the incarnation of evil that she yeah. is and that maybe the Joker is. So there's a difference between them. And I think they needed to play that up. And they, I think, did that. I think they did that really
0: successfully. Um, so my downs would be, um, you know, I, there wasn't anything I really hated. I just, you know, as a from a screenwriting perspective, I'd have cut four people out of this, four characters out of this. Because it, it thinned out. It thinned More, out neck <laughs> huh? More neck bombs. More neck bombs. Yeah, maybe, um, or just not introduce them. Yeah. You know, did we need uh, uh, the boomerang guy? Uh,
2: Jack Courtney. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone, not really. no, no, not really. No, we did not. I mean, he was funny. Um,
0: Slipknot, they got rid of real quick. Yeah, um, I would have combined that first guard. Yeah, with with uh, flag. He had some really great lines in yeah, the beginning. Why couldn't why couldn't they give him give flag some of those lines? Flag
2: just felt so weak to me. Yeah, um, it was a little flat, flat well, flag. flags. Weak. And the whole military presence There was no wind. The there was no flag wind was not the flag. waving. No. Yeah. But what was with the military presence? And I love
0: Joel Kinnaman. I love Joel Kinnaman. Which one was the it, actor. Yes. For He's flag? Yeah, he was in The Killing. Uh, in he was in uh, Snob of Cash. He's a great actor.
2: But for this role, somebody who's supposed to be like the Iron Hand to lead them and to keep them in line, it
0: just felt so weird. He wasn't weird. particularly cast. Well. He, was, yeah. he was. He was.
2: I don't know if it was cast or directed or what, but he just felt really, really weak.
0: Yeah, when you're up against a dead shot like Will Smith, and you're up against um, uh, Harley Quinn being played amazingly by uh, Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie, to to she, you know, her character. Has no uh, allegiance, you know. Yeah. She's beating things up with baseball bats. Yeah, you know, it's hard to
2: do. So well, one of my big downs was I really felt that the big bad. I mean, this is one of your things. Is there's something different than the big, you know, evil? Uh, evil has come to take, take over, the over the world, world aliens, with its army. With yeah. its
0: army, which is exactly what we got here. Yeah, it's like, a little bit like yeah. Avengers Two. It's a little bit like Thor. It's but a little you little bit. had
2: such an opportunity here with Suicide Squad to have them on a mission that the government had to disavow. That they couldn't go on something seedy, something that if they got caught. They would be, as Amanda Waller says in that trailer, thrown under the bus.
0: Yes, yes.
2: But, I mean, what was the mission that was so seedy in this? Like, it was just such a great opportunity. Like, send well, them
0: into some I foreign actu- country the, the that they f- shouldn't be in. The or. first half of the film was... Uh, well, the first ha- half the bad guy of the fun and games was a little bit of training montage. But then they were supposed to um, rescue somebody um, from, from this building, and I thought it was going to be a bad guy, or I thought it was going to be Batman, or I thought it was going to be... Um, you know, some evil villain Mm. that the that they were getting behind, some other comic book villain, and it turns out to be Amanda Waller, which is total weak. Totally weak. Yeah. Again, Uh, it's a missed opportunity. It didn't make for a really smashing midpoint. You want a midpoint that changes things up. All they did for their midpoint was was like the Odysseus, right? It's like halfway half the movie is getting there and the other half is getting home.
2: Right. And their mission itself was to escort her from an office to the roof where she would get in a helicopter like they didn't do anything in terms of You're their right, actual it was mission
0: not not a
2: it did didn't you need the, the
0: suicide squad to do that no or did, was it kind of a test to see if they could control them
2: yeah i guess maybe sure eh. but uh, it just it's just again it it, it felt like a missed opportunity I and it definitely didn't didn't feel that them kind of uh taking that next step and really committing like you do on the midpoint was earned
0: yeah Um, I kept waiting for something big to happen. I did love that the Enchantress, the witch, uh, who we start out with, we get a little backstory. We've got Flag and her's little romance. Um, Her introduction, they spent a lot of time on her in the beginning, and she flips to be the antagonist. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that coming. Mm. I felt felt good about that. I felt as good about that as I felt in the second Thor movie when Mm -hmm. they start out with Loki, Mm -hmm. right? As uh, as a capture bad guy, kind of a Suicide Squad situation, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we think he's going to turn on Thor, but then he's loyal to him. yeah. So
2: yeah, no, no, it, uh, there was that. I think there were some again moments that didn't quite ring true with them succeeding in you know battling this giant demonic person in the end. But uh, all in all, again, it was yeah. fun. It, it it played well. I liked Harley's little you know deception in the end, in and of itself. I didn't think she needed to kind of have her little tell where she like looks at the sword. It was a little like given it all away but again ultimately I I thought
0: that Harley's character arc into finding a surrogate family when she thought that the Joker was dead Mm -hmm. was a good one it was not uh, wasn't prepared as well what you would want is something earlier in the script uh, some kind of verbal or visual uh, cue that reminds you that she's a loner, she's a loner, she's a loner, and now I have friends. Well, isn't right? that? You would want her to be like, I don't have friends. And then somebody asks her again later, she's like, No, I don't do friends. And then later, she takes the sword and she's like, You mess with my friends. And then you get the arc.
2: Or in that specific line yeah. in particular. Don't you think that the, the the flashbacks with the Joker were supposed to be defining her? This is her normal, this is what she needs. She has this dependent relationship. She's yeah. with Joker, with Joker, with Joker. She doesn't have Joker, and then she finally has these other folks. Um, and so she's defending. I them thought this it time. was
0: fine. Mm. I, I thought that worked. Yeah. I thought emotionally I knew what I was supposed to get. Yeah. I just didn't see it all in the movie. I've and seen I a lot. I went there. Yeah. I mean I felt like, you know, Harley was that girl you know who's got a really shitty boyfriend. Um, and you you wish she, she wouldn't be with him, but she keeps going back to him. And uh, she should definitely hang with us. Yeah. Instead, you know.
2: I hear. I, I read a lot of complaints about the lack of Joker, the lack of Batman in the movie.
0: Uh, um, there was no Batman except in the post credits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there. They, were, oh, actually, not, yeah, um, That's wrong. Scenes, in the yeah. beginning, uh, he caught two of the bad guys. Yeah, he caught that shot, which was a great scene. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah. yeah putting his daughter in the yeah. middle there. What? What to save the cat right yeah, there? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because totally. the the Batman's come for you, and you could get out. Yeah. If you want to, yeah. but you don't want to look evil in front of your daughter.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I um, thought it was great. He he had the scene with Joker and Harley, mm-hmm. um, and he had the scene with Amanda Waller at the end, which Batman versus Amanda Waller is, again, another classic Suicide Squad moment um, where, like, basically word for word, that whole thing playing out between the two of them. So that was nice to see. It was That's a nice to great. Uh, this is the, the post credit scene.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so what, did, can you just, to jump ahead to the absolute yeah. post credit scene, what, what does he mean... What did he mean when he said, you should shut it down, my friends will do it for you? Uh,
2: he's just against the whole idea of the Suicide Squad, using the villains. Because he's
0: got the Justice League. Right.
2: He's like, which, I got this, I'm getting my friends together, we're going to take care of these the things. Which
0: begs original question I had, where is Superman? Why are they starting the Suicide Squad? Where has he left? Where on the timeline in the DC Cinematic Universe is this? Well, they,
2: they do start off by saying that he's dead.
0: Superman. Yeah. So that it's
2: after... It's after Batman v. Superman.
0: Batman v. Superman, where we think he's dead. Yes. Or they think he's dead. At the
2: moment, yeah. Exactly. So it is uh, in continuity with uh, where all the movies are going, where you've got Batman v. Superman. And that's why
0: Batman has to start the Justice League, because he's afraid You know, Superman's gone. Yeah, and something's coming. And something could come. All right. All right, all right. It follows. Again. You know what, though? I just didn't think... Superman was dead. Like, why would you ever think that? How could you base Man, the premise? That. Yeah, it was on the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to look
2: for those subtle clues.
0: Yeah, but I, you, know, you just don't buy You don't buy the entire premise of creating a Suicide Squad because Superman might not come back. He no, comes back. Again,
2: you create a Suicide Squad because there are certain things that the U.S. government can't do but would like to do so. Right. You send these guys to a black in ops do thing that you know. You totally. open.
0: You open the opening image is this dark skull and crossbones on the black site. You know, there's the there is the the real world parallel of doing a black ops missions or 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 uh, extraordinary rendition to other countries yep. to to do our dirty work for yeah. us.
2: Right. That's what this movie is supposed to be about. They it's just didn't the have a mission. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you know the the challenge here, like in any screenplay, when you have anti heroes, this is. That's the other challenge to David Ayers here, we, and we've got to give that up. He he has no heroes. He he has no superheroes in his movie. They're all antiheroes, and the challenge is making sure that you can have your audience get behind the antiheroes, that they each have a code, yeah. that, we, that they're bad, but we like them, we can empathize with them.
2: And again, there is so much of that in fiction today. We've talked about it yeah. in terms of whether it's Breaking Bad or The Sopranos or even again, Game of Thrones. The
0: television model, there are no heroes in TV. Everybody's gray. Everybody's... Uh, uh, an anti-hero even the bad guys have some goodness in Mm -hmm. them you know so yeah i mean these these superhero tentpoles are just you know written a lot like serialized television yeah
2: how do you feel that the 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 dark and edgy that they keep trying to play in these movies compares to what marvel's doing on their netflix series which are also dark and edgy
0: um was this movie supposed to be dark and edgy I don't it, know was it was in the dark. To. Yeah. It was dark out. My God! Right?
2: Yeah, I had to go see a 3D version because that was when it was playing. Yeah. And the 3D was like broken for the first ten minutes, so <laughs> I was like double image, headache coming, and then finally came
0: together. Yeah, I mean, at one point Harley says to says to El Diablo, like she says like. um... She has that moment. Own that shit. She says, yeah. "Own it. Like own the fact that you killed your children and your and your wife." And I was like, "Oh, how's she gonna get out of this? That, that sounds like <laughs> it's gone. going real dark. Like, yeah. are, is she gonna explain, <coughs> you know, how to live as an evil human being by like repressing your emotions or or?" Um, you know, deciding that there are more important things in life than family—they just sort of glossed over it. They totally did. And again, that could have gone really dark. Yeah, that With could have been like a true detective. Yeah. You know, cold yeah. mo- monologue.
2: But I mean, not even that. I mean, it even gets the, the, uh, kind of a weird reference. But in a few good men, it's just you, you can't handle the truth. There are some things that you know have to be done yeah. that certain people have to do, and they're not going to necessarily be very nice people.
0: Absolutely. That's the Suicide Squad. That is the Suicide and Squad. And they didn't
2: have that mission. Uh, but it would have been nice,
0: yeah, they didn't have right. They didn't have a suicide mission. They had a mission that somebody else could do, yeah, yeah all right, so you want to do some structure? Sure, yeah, let's do <laughs> it a good time
2: now again, there was a lot of crit- criticism about the structure of this movie, and uh, let's people, talk
0: big picture what, yeah. what was the criticism on the internet? I, I mean, I heard a lot that it was a mess that it
2: felt jammed together. There was a lot of talk again. yeah, about, my
0: brother said he thought it was a mess, yeah,
2: there was a lot of talk of um. The idea of the two cuts of the movie being jammed together, right?
0: And so, what were these two cuts? The alleged, these alleged two the cuts. The alleged
2: two cuts were David Iyer's original cut, which was the darker, edgier cut, and the cut done by the uh, folks who did the trailer. These those amazing right. one fun, of the ex- crazy One of the executive
0: artists. producers said, you know, the trailer with uh, ballroom blitz, blitz yeah. and it, this is a fun action yeah. adventure movie, not a dark movie about evil people trying to redeem themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: So evidently those two clips were created and tested. Two cuts, right? Each individual one was tested, and from what I understand, they kind of took the best parts of those and jammed them together. And it kind of felt that way. It felt a little uneven, again, from my viewing in terms of how the editing kind of paced it from one piece to another. But how did it feel in terms of structure from that perspective? Did that that affect the structure?
0: So, I I didn't think it was a mess. I, I thought it Con- considering there was ten or eleven characters to follow, I thought it kept me kept me in line. I knew what was going on at all times. Yeah. It, I mean, you want to see something that's structurally messed? You look at the first, the, the, the latest uh, Fantastic Four, yes. right? Yeah. Where it's just like broken in the middle, and you're yes. like, where is this going? Yes. This this movie, I, you know, it hit all its beats, um, and in between all its beats, it tried to pay attention to you know as many characters as yeah. it could. Never for long enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and
2: again, those beats may not have been completely earned, or they may not have hit completely true, but they were there. They were there. Yeah, I you think structurally that that was it was fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, it has a. They're not. A, they weren't punched the way they could be, and I think it goes to what you said about the overall the a plot itself not being um, high. You know, original enough. It, it was certainly high stakes because it was like another end of the world situation. Sure. But. You know, I really enjoyed the uh, the final fight where El Diablo turns into this, like, Aztec god, fire god, fighting with Incubus, is his name, mm-hmm. even though they yeah. didn't use it, the the brother dude. yeah. yeah. They didn't use his name. Um, brother dude's good. Right, yeah. It seemed like two kind of fire gods yeah. fighting each other, and that reminded me of, you know, Indiana Jones kind of stuff, and I was like, this Suicide Squad's A-plot should have been more of a scavenger hunt. They should have gone all around the planet, like trying to figure things out, battling stuff. Yeah. You know, some more clues, more procedural stuff. Yeah. Again, to going places
2: to, they weren't supposed to be.
0: Yes, do and breaking rules. Totally. And, and, and doing things the wrong way. Right. You know. Right. And making their their escorts, their military escorts, you know, you know, f- enormously frustrated. Uh, instead, they got on a helicopter. They went. They got in a fight. 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 They got back in a helicopter. A helicopter crashed. They got in another fight. Got in another fight.
2: So, would you think it would be fair to say that in the middle of all of the structural beats, there was kind of some nonsense, like the helicopter crashing for no apparent reason?
0: No, it's just a repeated beat. Like it, it's just it's it's not escalating. Mm. What you want in screenplays is you want the conflict not just to, you want it first of all to to have. Uh, causality, mm. right? So that one thing leads to another. Mm. But then you also want the the conflict to escalate, and you want to. You never want to do something twice. The, the the helicopter crashed twice, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. You had Amanda's helicopter crash. Yeah, and, and, the, and actually so three times. You had Joker's helicopter. And then Joker's too. helicopter. Crashed. A lot so of so, 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 so
0: yeah, I mean, you know, it's like there's a propeller problem. Like they had like, you know, one of those like engine issues. Wheel
2: o action that they were like spinning when they were doing the
0: screenplay. It just like, kept coming on helicopter crash. And but what if <laughs> their helicopter crashes too? And then it's like a, a theme of the movie. It's Bro! Helicopter crashing. Yeah. No. They, yeah, I mean, it was, no, these um, your, your conflicts uh, need to have causality, they need to escalate, and they need to be original. They need to be different. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And again, I, I always, always, always go back to McKee's little step diagram of the gap in expectation. Yeah, for that. right,
0: exactly. And, and that's how you get gaps in expectations, yeah. by coming up with obstacles that are uh, escalating yeah. and original. Yeah, and we're not going
2: to expect them, and the characters are not going to expect them.
0: That's exactly. Yeah, so and that's she got in a great, helicopter, Great screenwriting like, is, great writing, period. That's going to crash. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, why are they getting a helicopter? Uh, yeah, why does yeah, anyone need to get, get in a, a helicopter? Uh, so, I mean, we could do beats quickly. Um, I'm enjoying. Uh, you know, one thing I'd like to talk about. I mean, the opening image was that dead skull in the prison, on the prison wall. Yeah. It was like spray painted. Yeah. It was like, and it was like a black site. And I was like, I get it. You know, death. You know, don't go, don't come here. You know, like, uh, um, but, you know, th- th- I, I don't think the f- the final image stuck with me.
2: Uh, was it when Joker it, oh, it, no, he, broke Harley uh, out, or that's? I think or would that you consider that the final image because it was mid credit, right? Was
0: that before or after the family situation uh, with Will Smith and his daughter? Uh, I think it was after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah. So, so the final image is we go out on was was that I think it was the Joker rescuing
2: Harley yes we're getting lots of nods from the studio audience right and he's got and yeah thank thank you
0: and he's got he's he's in his tuxedo and she's like you got dressed up for me and yeah so I mean they just went out with there's no thematic opening and closing image there which would have been nice although the Joker does look a little bit like a dead skull Eh, yeah he's a bad dude yeah, yeah
2: again starts off with the prison ends with the prison break so if you want to like... Right, starts that, with the prison break, ends yeah. with the prison break. Yeah. yeah. And again, theoretically, that's a setup for Harley's solo movie or a movie with uh, some of the other DC superhero women uh, that we keep hearing yeah. about. Yeah,
0: so the setup... We well, can talk about theme stated if you have one, but I don't know. It's all over the place for the, for that. Uh, I think Redemption... Probably, something. and again,
2: Redemption. it was probably the little girl. Yeah. Dead, Deadshot's daughter probably right. was when, the heart of it. When
0: she said uh you do bad things but uh, i still love you yeah right that's yeah. a pretty good theme yeah. stated right
1: yeah
0: um we love them. yeah we do love all you guys except for poor slingshot i, <laughs> I hardly knew ye. like <laughs> <laughs> where'd he go um so the op- the setup is a series of character introductions yeah. so if you say to me I've got ten characters in my movie, and I'm going to spend fifteen mo- minutes introducing each one of them in a in a montage. I'm going to tell you as a screenwriter, you're nuts. But for Suicide Squad, they they wanted to pack all these characters in, and you know, if for for a crazy storytelling challenge, they did all right achieving that because um, they didn't do it in like uh, a week montage. We got about. Two to three minute scenes mm-hmm. with dialogue, with a little bit of planting of the seed of their character in mm-hmm. each one, which is hard to do. Yeah. But I couldn't help but think when they're introducing uh, first uh, Harley Quinn, and then and then Deadshot, and then uh, then we get Joker, and then we get Digger, and then we get um, the Killer Croc and then we get the witch, and then we get Rick Flagg. I couldn't help but say, why don't we spend the first half of this movie doing this? Are Instead they of rushing it through. Instead of rushing through in a fifteen-minute montage, these characters and their backstories are so rich. Especially the Joker and Harley Quinn, their like little love yeah. affair, and like I would, I would love to see more of that. If and I said that, I said, look, this movie is gonna be two hours. The midpoint at hour at, at hour one, you know, that better be good. If you're if you're gonna rob me of all this of great fun. backstory yeah. that we could be using the first half of the movie because that
2: is the fun and games of oh the premise. Oh my gosh! I yes. think again, isn't uh, in that uh, story uh, diagram of the shape of screenplays, uh, isn't that area that's the uh, first half of Act Two? Uh, it's fun and games. Fun
0: and games in the Blake Snyder. But yeah. we
2: always say that it's uh, that's where the movie poster comes from, or, yes. the, or the trailer, that's where all the fun moments come from. Absolutely, it's but where a lot the one sheet from those first fifteen minutes, yeah. not from the. Uh, Uh, first half, necessarily.
0: Unfortunately, like, yeah, you could have spent the Like, I think other... uh, Some of the Iron Man movies did it. Let's spend half... The first half of the movie introducing... Doing the origin story... And then the second half on a major mission. And you know what? They could have afforded that here because there wasn't that much going on. Oh, the the, the fun and games in this, if you talk about it, you know, the break into two is uh, I moved to authorize the pro- program, they authorized the program. Um enter the new world, yeah. They enter the new world yeah, and then they get together and they, they, they train a little bit. They get they get to gear up with their they get their weapons back, they have that good that uh, interesting uh, uh, they had a good musical uh, interlude. The music on this was, was excellent. Eminem. Yeah, it was Eminem. Yeah, yeah, right. It was that Eminem song where he's like, um, "Oh, what is it?"
2: Again, something else that I read uh, Guess a lot. Who's back? Yeah, right, right, right. A lot of commentary was about the use of music to stand in for earned emotional moments or earned. Well, welcome moments. to
0: filmmaking. Music is one of the tools for emotional, True. like, connection, and. Yes, they rushed a lot of story into a short amount of time. So a shorthand. Yeah, yeah but you're allowed to use music for that, yeah. and they used great songs for that. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Al- that's I part of it. it. Yeah. I mean, but di- shouldn't should they spend the first half movie on more backstory about like um, seeing seeing like a good fifteen minutes of Deadshot versus Batman, and and another ten minutes of. Of Harley Quinn's romance with the Joker, and a little bit more about um,
2: Flash and uh, Boomerang. Flash yeah. and Boomerang. That would be yeah, great.
0: Yeah, yeah totally. that would have been a much better first half instead of you know, fun and games being, uh, you know, everybody's suiting up and We're then uh, they well, go, I, they go, we, and go and they far. have their first fight. They have their first fight scene and they're just beating up the rock guys for so. no reason. Yeah. It's, Question for you.
2: We've talked about this before, again, especially in terms of comic book adaptations, and the, the different notion of pacing for comic books yeah. than film. And I, we talked about this with Batman vs Superman, yeah. um, and how uh, certain things just kind of happened in Batman v Superman, and uh, it was off-putting for a lot of moviegoers. Whereas from a comic book standpoint, you're like, all right, that's gonna mean something somewhere down the line, but and you're more accepting th- there's of it. There's a
0: difference in between planting a seed mm-hmm. on purpose mm-hmm. Because you want the audience to think about what what is that? Some and an po- po- planting an expositional question. So you know, I fought with I your him. father in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Let's keep talking about you, Luke Skywalker. Wait a minute. What was this Clone Wars thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That you're talking go about? B- go go back. That's really interesting. Yep. But it's you know that's a seed that's planted to pose a big question. And there's a difference between that and rushing along because <coughs> you 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 squeezed your edit together. Completely
2: agree. What what I was actually Going for was the notion that in comic books, one of the central units of, uh, of uh, storytelling is the page. And you know, we have. Uh, scenes, and we've got kind of like the minutes that we we pace things within movies.
0: Right, you have the panel structure, but then a, a, a page turn can be an act out. What they it, call it in always, television a cliffhanger act yeah. out. Yeah, you're always
2: you're you're mapping things out page by page to tell the story within a single so page. So you're
0: saying it's denser than in the comic. Yeah,
2: book. yeah. exactly. So that's what I'm wondering if it, it it's it's borrowing, it's bleeding off into cinematic storytelling to have these much shorter little bits of story, and that's also how you make a trailer. So I mean, if these were cut to be dense, you keep that going back to the the, yeah.
0: the legend of the trailer editor. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering, yeah. I'm looking no, for the evidence. I mean, I'm
2: looking for the pieces of how it was put together.
0: I would say, you know, you bring up something really great about the difference between graphic novels and comic books hmm. and filmmaking is uh, pace. And you know, with, with they're, they're both serialized storytelling in hmm. this case. And comic books, uh, how many would you have in? How many single issues of comics would you say it would take to tell this exact story of Suicide Squad the movie?
2: Um, I would say I don't know, maybe four. This um, is like a four to six. Four to six. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, again, I think six-issue arcs had been a thing for a long time. Now I yeah. think it's a little more flexible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they could have gotten into it a little more. But mm, I don't know, not necessarily. I, I, I just
0: think there was a lot of wasted time in the middle. You know? Agreed,
2: agreed, agreed. So agreed.
0: But again, I, yeah, I, I don't keep think there's any to, excuse for it. I, I don't think there's to, a difference between the mediums. Yeah,
2: I keep coming back to that stuff being related to the A story and it not being appropriate for what they yeah, were built for. Yeah, well, not, not, unique not enough too for that.
0: compelling. But, oh, so what I was going to say about the A story, if you know, I think they had a, enough trouble worrying about these antiheroes being likable. Mm that thro- sending them on some unlikable mission might have pushed it over
2: that sounds like an executive talk
0: <laughs> well it's a, it's a, it's also a creative challenge like what's a good what's a good suicide mission they should have gone on
2: uh, you know, I think that you had written something. Uh, just the suggestion that you made, like the things that they were doing, were kind of like collecting things all around the world, going good, places where yeah. they shouldn't be going. Yeah. They, uh, you know, he has that stealing line. stealing
0: from the Russian government, yeah, and stealing from the Korean yeah, government. He's got this line stealing from thieves. the Justice League, right? That'd be great if yeah. they, they broke into the new Justice League and stole Whatever. something. But he's got that, that line that they awesome.
2: are thieves, and then Katana says, "I'm not a thief." Well, but they weren't thieves in this movie. They were, no, you know, standing there was not nearly heroes. enough
0: uh, heist. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And playing this as a heist would have been a great template. Ocean's Eleven type template, you know, with the different team and the different members who each have different Another great ensemble.
0: The first Ocean's Eleven with Clooney. Yeah. Extremely well done ensemble. Well, I
2: was thinking of that when you were talking about introducing each of the members and how we have that. And we have like a guide to guide us through that process of meeting each of the members. So
0: what's great about Ocean's Eleven or a heist film and ensemble characters in a heist is that the heist itself is the a plot Mm. and the heist is made up of procedural steps each of which the characters have have a skill that's particularly specific to so not only do you learn when you learn about the characters and their skill whether they're demolitions or they're the hacker or they're the smooth talker you're learning about the plot and the character at the same time which is why a heist movie is you know so so fun yeah
2: would you think that that would be too predictable for suicide squad and that's why they avoided it
0: no, I agree. They should have done, like, a heisty thing. They could have yeah. had a
2: heist with the action.
0: Yeah, a heist or uh, a treasure hunt, yeah. more Indiana Jones. That yeah. would have been a better solution. Instead of, essentially, they did kind of a, uh, like a military narrative, like we're a, we're a squad, like, or like something Saving Private Ryan-ish, where you, well, we got this thing to get, and we got this thing to get, we got this thing to get. But it was the same thing again and again. It wasn't, and it it was, turned, you know, beat up some rock slash lizardy bad guys. Yeah. Who are those guys? I don't know. I, I Does don't anybody know. know who those guys are?
1: No. She was turning you know, humans.
0: The into those yeah, is there any precedent for those creatures? They, like,
1: they showed her make one, but yeah. already like a
0: whole of them it, And they cut them in half and they look like rock, but then they look like lizards. They don't really look, have eyes. Like you're, look, you're, What you're, a cop-out you're, in like the creature creation department.
2: Tall. Yes. Y- yeah. You're bringing up uh, the first Avengers and that yeah. whole idea where the end of it was just this big alien invasion with... Tons of disposable bad guys. Yeah. That's what we got to get.
0: Yeah, more disposable bad guys. Yep.
2: So, not so much originality there. Anything else for structure?
0: Um, what was your. Was there a B story?
2: Was there a B story? Was, I mean, would that be um, uh, uh, either Margot's uh, har- Harley and Joker's whole relationship? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that carried through the whole thing. Often the love story is the B story. And this yeah, was like a yeah. complete twisted version of that.
0: Yeah. It, the, the Joker didn't play into the midpoint so the, the, the B story is supposed to no. the most obvious thing, what is the Joker B story, it felt like a separate movie altogether, mm-hmm. it's definitely a B plot but it's a, a subplot but mm-hmm. I think it, it doesn't fall into the classic B spot B plot definition yeah. in that it kicks off the midpoint and yeah. it crosses with the break into three, break in three if yeah. Joker started if Joker had collaborated with uh, the witch yeah to build the machine, then it would have been uh, a B story, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Or if he showed up at the end and ended up being a part of destroying her somehow, or, right? Or right. Or
0: Joker was the brother or something, it's something retarded.
2: Dead right. shot story though did cross over at that that later point, right?
0: Right. They, oh, uh, yeah, because well,
2: the daughter was there at the end.
0: Yeah, but that was a afterthought.
2: I'm not saying it was earned.
0: No, no, no. I'm trying to think. Did anything compel them to break into three? What was? It? Let me let me go back to the new information. There's a lot of new information. The new information uh, beat is not in Blake Snyder's beat sheet, but it's something he talks about a lot in his writing. And I think later on, he I, I think uh, you know he would have put it in. But it's after the all is lost, uh, and the dark Knight of the soul, and before the break into three. You get new information that presents the third act essentially it's a second catalyst it's a it's a it's like a chance to break into the third act right and so i had a, like a lot of new information uh so the bomb so, is really right like so that. the temptress is finishing her weapon enchantress yeah temptress <laughs> 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 whatever's going on in your but head she was, but no but she was uh, her other name is in june the com- moon is what enchantress no it, no you said in the comic book she's june moon incubus and succubus succubus right so she's succubus she's a temperature she's a she's uh yeah she's a little she's she needs to take a shower before she's gonna tempt me (laughs) um (laughs) the flag explains that a non-human entity he he comes out with it and says a non-human entity is creating a weapon so that's the new information right that breaks into three so essentially that's saying that the b plot is flag and amanda waller you know uh. you know that that's it.
2: Amanda Waller Flag and June like going to rescue June
0: well just the Amanda Waller and Flag their 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 government mission is uh, the okay. B plot because guess who shows up at the midpoint is Amanda Waller oh she's the one they find ugh so it's kind of a boring B-point, B point right. B-, B spot but uh, plot so Deadshot w- doesn't want to fight uh, none of the squad wants to fight. Um, they then go to they the have bar. Dr- they have drinks together, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, we almost pulled it off. They're gonna blame us. We are the Patsies. Don't forget we're the bad guys. Low point. Uh, yeah. So they're doing Dark Knight of the Soul, and mm-hmm. then El Diablo gets into the story of his gifts and how he killed his family, and then you know uh, uh, Margot's like, own that shit. Like we're bad guys. So. I don't know what really got them to get in, to go with it, to go on the mission. Uh, there Flag comes about, back in. And he gives the, the letters? Like, uh, he gives them the letters, yeah. What, what,
2: what? I don't know. What
0: was that? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like you were withholding letters from my daughter? Just That he had them with him. Yeah, he had them on him. It was in his other bag next to his his ammo. But how is that supposed to make Deadshot want to go on the mission? I don't know. Well, I,
2: I interpret it as there was a reason that he had to fight. Like the same reason why anybody else is going to rescue is because – there's lives at
0: stake
1: and oh, okay. this was representing this so, and, and
0: that. this is the, 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 this is why a cop out to have the end of the world be the third act of any superhero movie it's like well here's what it compels you to fight you're gonna die mm-hmm. anyway your yeah. kids are gonna yeah. die yeah. everybody's gonna die so yeah, you're going out with a drink might as well go out with a gun yeah alright um breaking a three the squad goes to fight the witch alright
2: yeah with the bomb the bomb is the new information they have this classic moment of um uh, talking about the plan they literally uh storm the tower yeah uh they go up
0: that's how you know you're in trouble <laughs> when you are storming a fortress um yeah so they do an interesting and, and again i'm saying this again but they did a great job in the third act of doing an ensemble fight scene where it's like nine on one yeah. And everybody's got, like, sort of a uh, – it's a choreographed really well, almost like, like a group fight scene. It, re- it reminded me a lot of the Matrix fight scenes, which are some of the best ensemble fight scenes in history.
2: But, I mean, really, like uh, – American film. These these guys, like, they didn't really have powers, and they are no. going up against Enchantress. Like, I, again, it was a little hard to we believe. Can get into you kind of had to get past get, that.
0: I, I, one of my big questions for Alec when I was, like, sitting in this movie was – uh which ones are metahumans and which ones aren't? Yeah.
2: Right? I mean the only ones are really croc cuz yeah. he's got crockiness. I don't know. Yeah, and he's, he's El Diablo. Yeah, and, and, and and Diablo. El Diablo,
0: right.
2: I mean Harley I guess is enhanced cuz she See, you know, I kept been...
0: thinking Harley doesn't look enhanced. She's just like a little nutso, and right. then she's beating up these guys with the bats like like no problem. Yeah, well, I guess so being nutso enhanced. is what it takes. Yeah. Um and then there is that that, is that one great flashback. See, the flashback with the Joker where where he dumps her in the acid or he encourages her to jump, and then he jumps in, and they have that great kiss in the acid, and they're just, like, melting away all the colors. That was beautiful stuff. Unfortunately, it was like a whole other movie. Like, it, the Joker stuff was like a whole other movie.
2: Yeah, 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 but again, it was her motivation. It was her motivation for why she was doing any of this. It was why she eventually stepped up. In why the was, end. She
0: do- was she doing it? She was going to get back to the Joker? No, I think it was it
2: was this whole idea of, her relationship was this dependent relationship. She was with the Joker. She was going to yeah. live for him, as she yeah. said. She jumped in herself, which is different from the source material where Joker pushes her in, in in certain stories and other versions that never happens and it's just paint. Whatever. I mean, for this, it was a relationship that she had that she lost and she has that moment of loss where she has her little moment of loss. And then, like you said, she comes back. She doesn't even have the bomb in her anymore. No. So. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, which, it. Yeah she's got that motivation and she steps up and says this time I'm not going to lose my friends my family as you said and she takes her out So I
0: think the challenge was that if you put the Joker in the movie more it would take Harley Quinn away from the Suicide Squad agreed Agreed. and so that's why he was left out of yeah, the, of I thought the it plot was which is why they should have their own movie they I shouldn't you, you know don't complain on the internet that there wasn't enough Joker yeah. this was the Suicide Squad movie yeah. agreed agreed um, the um, problem is that, you know, we love the Joker, and when you tease us the Joker and you try to tell us that it's going to be in the movie, Absolutely. we're going to want more, and we are going to complain Absolutely. on the internet.
2: Great article. Uh, uh, we'll, we, can, we can post it in the comments sure. on this. Uh, that just talked about how his 10 minutes in the movie.
0: Jared Leto. Jared
2: Leto's 10 minutes in the movie as the Joker pales in comparison to the two years we spent with Jared Leto as the Joker and his two his Joker personality and all his antics playing Jared Leto, yeah, playing yeah. the Joker. It really like makes you think about movies and what movies mean to us. It's not just the movie itself; it's everything that goes around it that you're gonna remember.
0: Yeah, like seeing the first image of his yeah.
2: costume and yeah. stuff like that. and the like marketing
0: that. and all of the,
2: the the you know Joker was here hashtags and everything like that. Yeah. It's all part of it that people are gonna carry it forward and remember. Yeah. Uh, movies are like music, you know. Uh, you're always gonna remember when you saw it in your life when it was happening. Yeah. It's gonna have an and echo you're gonna
0: take you. away from it what. Um, what it meant to you, which character arc meant to you? Yeah, so, yeah. let's do a little summary, and then we'll do Q and A because we have a great audience tonight.
2: Uh, summary. Summary. Uh, you know, I had my. Little, can you have a good movie with a bad script, editing, directing, or questionable script, editing, directing? I I, I don't know if that's you know completely the question. Since I I don't, don't think. Please, yeah, no we, you can't, is yeah. <laughs> the answer. But I don't think all those things are bad here. Right, I think that we went through, and there were you know, beats to be hit. Were they all hit perfectly? No, could there have been higher stakes? Could there have been yeah. a better, uh, more appropriate uh, force of antagonism that they could have faced? Sure, but again, it was, it was so much fun, and I fun. appreciate that. It yeah. made $135 million, people went to go see this. I know there was a big drop off, but I'm, I'm really, really hoping that uh, it carries on and the f- future movies in the cinematic And, and I hate the
0: negative press because um, if we weren't doing this podcast, uh, you know, and I hadn't choos- chosen Suicide Squad, given the hype, you know, months ago, mm-hmm. um, with all the negative hype in the last two weeks, I would have been like, oh, this was terrible. It's another Fantastic Four. I would have waited for it to come out on video. And then I want to see it and be like, wait, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. In yeah. fact, going to the, the movie, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought that again I was amazed at that all these characters were in it and that they weren't super superficial. Uh the boomerang guy didn't get enough of him. Slingshot <laughs> didn't get enough of him. Uh katana sadly. Really, yeah. Sadly. D- why was she even there? And you know what? For the uh, only the, the 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 third female character in the whole film. She was there so her sword could be
2: there at the end. Yeah.
0: And somebody else used it. I know. <laughs> A dude used it. Uh, is it past the Bechdel? I don't know. No, because no, they don't, don't talk to so. each other no. at all. No. They, they, there was like one conversation between Harley and Katana. There's no conversation between Amanda and Harley. No, no. I think somebody Negative. actually wrote
2: that it's uh, Harley is a walking, talking anti-Bechdel Bechdel test. So
1: that
0: makes no sense. I to don't me. know.
2: Well, again, hopefully we'll get to see her in something. Yeah, I about, would love uh, to see her.
0: Um, I would say that it was very hard to write such a good ensemble. Mm-hmm. I had fun. Um, I think it was, you know, Will Smith and Margot Robbie's movie.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, Surprisingly, um, but I would have liked
0: a better a story, mm. a better mission for mm. the squad. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could have handled nine or ten characters much better than David Ayers did. I would just wouldn't have chosen to put nine or ten characters in the squad. Mm-hmm. I would have put, you know, your classic five or six. Yeah. You know. Sounds good. Sounds good. So with that, I wanna says anyone we have a nice audience tonight thank you for coming out who uh who do you, who liked the movie do you guys have any questions for us uh in terms of story that you want to ask or comments anything questions about anything we talked about tonight <laughs> please
1: I mean, you guys clearly like the movie a lot more than I. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, sure. If
0: you if you didn't like the movie, tell us.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it, but there were it just it, it felt disorganized, and I kept asking why did that happen? What, mm-hmm. I don't understand the point of that. And
2: anymore. you were asking this. You were texting me
0: I was while texting you. Were, yes.
1: While I was yeah. actually in the theater. Yes. The
0: movie. You kept I mean, asking yourself why did this happen? Yeah. yeah. I, why
1: did I mean you know
0: uh, causality? Uh, yeah, we're talking about that.
1: Well, I mean, okay, so uh, Enchantress. Her, her biggest weakness was she left the heart in the cave, she could have picked it up and taken it away and had no,
0: we- and, uh, no, no vulnerability whatsoever. Yeah, well that, was a, that was, a, was a poor contrivance of the heart of the Enchantress, right? It's her kryptonite, right? Yeah. Right. Um it, there was nothing
1: preventing her from just taking it with her when she t- took over June's body. Yeah, locking yeah. it up. And so give me a reason why she had no access. <coughs> so yeah,
0: the challenge of creating, uh, an, Like I said in the beginning, slapping these people together and making them stay together, they had several layers. They had, you know, we've got, you're already in prison, we're going to let you out. We're going to knock 10 years off your sentence. We have um, a file on you. We've got, you know, the Enchantress's heart. We've got, um, uh, we've got Will Smith's uh, daughter, like we've got all kinds of of leverage. It was laid on really thick and yeah, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense
1: that that created the whole thing distracted me from the good stuff from the good parts of the movie yeah things like that just confused me I mean I didn't understand I mean, far be me to complain about seeing Margot Robbie on screen
0: but I didn't get why what was special about her yeah what was her superpower yeah what was Margot
1: and, and, and what was in the crazy comic woman books in
0: yeah. the comic books what is Harley Quinn's superpower
2: she doesn't have superpowers for most. I think of her career in the comics, she's just crazy, and that kind of like lets her go to great lengths to yeah, be so crazy. One but other, one she does get superpowers. She gets injected with some kind of powers at some point along the, along so, the way.
0: So, so like to, to me, to me, one of the extent Margot Robbie's character, the Harley Quinn, is an extension of the Joker. She <laughs> kind of a replacement for the Joker. And one of the problems I had with the Joker in this movie was that the Joker's superpower is always that he is diabolically three steps ahead of the good guys even batman right and in this film the joker is not ahead of anybody the other the other thing if there was ever a rule for the joker it's that the joker never leaves a scene without doing something menacing and and every time he was in a move in a scene he just sort of talked menacing. He didn't do anything well, menacing. The, the previous Jokers from the Christopher Nolans yeah. and from and, and, uh, you know, the Heath Ledger and, and the Jack Nicholson, yeah. every scene they're in, they're doing something menacing.
2: Mostly Heath Ledger's. Uh, Jack Nicholson had his own kind of brand of that that had a different feel to it. And Cesar Romero was kind of crazy in, in his own way. Yeah. You know, that we saw on screen yeah. way back when. I don't know. You know, in this uh, again, one of the articles was saying that this Joker is just a troll. Like he's an yeah. internet troll. He's yeah. a dick. Like that's yeah. what he is, and that's the ultimate like Joker villain for he's this day and age in twenty sixteen. Yeah.
0: But then he's got this crew of the guys with the with the the panda head and all these guys, and when you put them next to the brilliant like heist of the Dark Knight, yeah. it's You know, different. the opening of the Dark Knight, the bi- the diabolical. Uh, nature of the joker in christopher nolan's the dark knight it it pales a little bit I,
2: well look we'll see what happens if uh, affleck gets another chance with him
0: questions anybody have questions screenwriting questions story questions anything yes yes yeah, like yeah, so so incubus is killed by like a bomb after all of this you know yeah, yeah. The, that was the plan too. Remember they were like just get him in the corner and blow him up and then it works. And it works. I mean, Meanwhile, yeah, uh uh Diablo. Diablo, El Diablo like turns into an Aztec fire god and can't kill him. Yeah, I I
1: don't think it was realistic to like use in the mission. I don't think it was realistic there their abilities that I didn't think it matched the mission. Yeah.
2: I don't know if you guys can see this, but I mean, this is the, the issue from 1986 where the Suicide Squad first appears, and the you know the monster that they fight is actually this giant fire demon thingy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's where they were kind of getting that from or drawing it but, from. But but in
0: in, in, in uh, he makes a great point that if you're gonna have a squad of superheroes, you need to create. Enough antagonism against them. If appropriate you're gonna, antagonism. Appropriate antagonism. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're going to do a Justice League movie where you've got Batman, Superman, and Aquaman, Wonder Man what? and Aquamo- Wonder Man. Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, like that was one of my problems with um, with uh, Batman v Superman is that the the final fight is with uh, Doomsday. Doomsday, and Doomsday comes out of nowhere. In in the com- graphic novel, Doomsday is uh, sort of origin is extremely interesting, yeah. and makes a little bit more sense. He's he's essentially a Kryptonian genetic experiment, right? So that that's a badass dude. That's a badass antagonism for Superman. Oh, you wanted you wanted uh, Zod to become Bizarro in the, 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 Batman v Zod Superman. Zod. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, essentially Zod becomes a poor man's Batman or poor man's Superman. I'm losing it. All these mans, <laughs> Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Jeez. Anybody else question Miss Yeah, the question is: Do the screenwriting techniques that we talked about tonight um, in comic books and and comic book action movie um, do they apply to other genres? Right. Yeah. So if you were writing a drama suspense. Yeah,
2: I I think I think they definitely apply. I think we've had conversations just about kind of all the different schools of thought, whether it's uh, Save the Cat or McKee Mm -hmm. or.
0: Hero's Journey. Um,
2: Hero's Journey, just all of them. We've mapped them, and they all hit very, very similar beats all along the way. And we've even looked at them almost as a cycle, and it's these mini beats that happen again and again, which, again, looking at comics where you've got pages or issues that may have to go together for a longer arc, you've got these these smaller stories that come together to make up a longer story, which in a film, you're going to have scenes which work together to form a sequence, and those sequences are going to work together to form acts, and those acts are going to work together to form... Uh, the full narrative of the the, uh, the the script. So I think there there are ways that you could translate uh, the basic ideas of storytelling. And um, uh, 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 George and I have worked together on a web series, and we tasked ourselves with actually uh, trying to come up with ways that each episode something exciting happened at the end, yeah. and we were able as to as if put it that was together. a chapter
0: in a novel, yeah. or it was a it was a it was a an issue of a comic book. Yeah. Or uh, an uh, an episode yep. of television. So script to me, scripted tele, uh, scripted storytelling, mm-hmm. fiction, all fiction is all story craft is universal. There are universal things to it. Um, we're talking about uh, whether it's presented on film or in a comic book or on TV or in a web series. Yeah. Um, there are different tool sets for the mediums but there are some things that are universal. Most of, most of the craft of storytelling is universal. Miss. Um, okay,
1: uh, at the end, um, mid-credit, where um, Batman, or, or Bruce Wayne, and Emmanuel well are talking, I thought, it, I found that most of the audience was gone already, and I <laughs> kind of, I, I stayed to the
0: end, too, I, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I just felt maybe if that was an important setup that maybe they should have moved it before yeah. <laughs> the
0: credit store. The the, the, the question is, um, the post-credit sequence between Bruce Wayne and Amanda Waller seemed pretty important to not just the future, but had some impact on the movie we just saw. Yeah. And should it have been post-sequence? Yeah,
2: yeah, you know, it's funny. I wonder, like, how many people actually see the Stingers, like the, the, the post-credit scenes, in the theaters? How many just watch it on YouTube, because it usually shows up there, yeah. you know, a few months later, or on the uh, on the DVDs? You can Google
0: see. it and just read it on a message yeah, board, exactly. right? exactly. <laughs> but
2: MediaStinger.com is a site that actually tells What's you... What's it called? MediaStinger.com. Oh, okay. It'll tell you if there's going to be a post-credit scene, so you know whether you should be bothered, you know, bother thing. No, but it's always good to say and watch the credits, because yeah, you're right. Most people, people work don't. hard.
0: A wider audience doesn't stay, but, you know, it's become a genre convention yeah. of the action-adventure superhero uh, genre to have a post-credit sequence, um, although some movies don't do it.
2: Yeah, it's mostly Marvel movies that are doing it. DC doesn't usually, so this was a little unusual, so they're finding yeah, because their way. Yeah, they
0: realize that people love that stuff. Yeah, totally. That the fanboys and fangirls love that stuff. It's that but meta-conversation. It's the meta-conversation, yeah. Miss? Talking about TV, a TV script or a feature film script?
1: Let's say, for example, it's a feature film, like the character becomes a constitution and maybe something doesn't quite get resolved, but there's a a story (coughs) where you know that there's a backstory that lays the foundation for, okay, there's another movie
0: coming for where you know the artist. So, what I I will say is, uh, as a screenwriter and and for aspiring screenwriters, Mm -hmm. that if you're writing a feature, Mm -hmm. the film should resolve all the plots in that script, okay? Mm. If you're writing a TV pilot, one of the challenges of writing an original TV series pilot is that you have a contained episode, but you're also kicking off a series, so you need to plant seeds for the rest of the thing. And it
2: depends what you're going for. In some of these movies that we're talking about here, you see some of that, and you yeah. see some
0: of those yeah. seed planting. And that's what but I it's, was it's, getting at, but it's is, only that, because, yeah. is that these superhero movies are written a lot more like TV series. definitely, than, right. Because they know there's gonna be a sequel. They're, they're planning these far out the way that we know right. there will be 10 episodes of a TV series. Right. If you're writing feature films, um, you want your story to be resolved by the end of it, and in fact, that gives you a lot more freedom yeah. to take your premise all the way to the end. Yeah. And if you're writing a spec script, and use all you your best be- stuff. Don't save anything yeah. for the sequel. If you're writing a spec script, no, throw in everything in the kitchen sink. Everything you got into that spec. And on that note- I, so one
1: more, one more in the back.
0: Oh, Marvel's more based <laughs> in, reality <laughs> in
1: reality than <laughs> DC.
0: Oh, you mean bringing in modern day politics into yeah, their narratives. The okay. DC's mythology more. Mythology more. Yeah. Has. So the trouble, it, the question, sort of about DC n- superhero movies not being as successful as the Marvel superhero movies, because I think what he's getting at is that there are there there are two real worlds. They feel like you're, these characters are breaking rules, like Superman. Killing Zod by breaking his neck, and you know Superman is not a good guy anymore. And then Batman is shoot is using guns and stuff. And yeah. Batman v Superman.
2: Look, for me as a comic book fan, and uh, you know knowing the, the the legends and the stories behind this, I, I just feel that you know DC went dark. You know they yeah. know they went dark in DC's current comic book continuity. They're only almost making concessions to the fact that they know. You know in the '80s when Watchmen hit, yeah. they went dark and. Things just took this dark turn overall, and the movies tried to pick up on that darkness and, and bring it out there. And there's it worked a, there, for there's Batman. There's a big smiley
0: face in, the movie, in Suicide yeah, Squad, right? Is, yeah. it was yeah. a, that Watching was a Watchmen homage. Totally, totally. Yeah,
2: awesome. But again, it, it's appropriate for Batman, because Batman's a dark character. It's kind of built into him. It's not appropriate for Superman at all, yeah. and to have a yeah. movie that's about Superman, like Man of Steel, where the character doesn't smile. Yeah. And if anything, I think it, that's it a great point. The, I'm just it, saying, it doesn't ring true to the, we talked about the legends mm-hmm. and what they stand for. The the movies just don't ring true, and I think that's the core of why they're not as successful if, as if, Marvel characters. So.
0: If there's one character that's that's anchoring the DC universe movies, it's Batman, and he is a dark character. Yeah. And there's nobody as dark on the other side. In the Marvel universe, who's as dark as Batman? Not, not no, no. Iron Man is not a dark. No, Who Punisher the, the Punisher? All right. Yeah, if we but, can ever get that, that, if we can ever get the Punisher off its feet, right? But again,
2: on TV, it's working. The yeah, dark Marvel, you've got Daredevil, Jessica Jones is very, 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 very dark. dark. Yeah, yeah. And it's working, but it's working in the television format where they have the opportunity to earn that darkness.
0: Right, because um, in feature films you want a broader audience. You're afraid to be dark. Christopher Nolan was not afraid to make yeah. his Batman movies realistic and dark. Yeah, and we loved it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that that's right for Superman. Or necessarily. Yeah, no, it wouldn't or. work for Superman. Superman is not an anti-hero. He's a superhero. Yeah. He's a plain old, all American, yeah. good, good old boy. Right. He's yeah.
2: Well, and again, news hit I think today or yesterday that they say that. Super the The sequel to Man of Steel is in development, like an actual sequel to that movie. So,
0: okay, well, we'll see what happens. Good luck to them. I want to say thanks to Alec Pollock. I want to say thanks to our audience tonight. Thanks to Adorama and our man Chewy over there.
2: And thanks to you, David Negrin.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Um, uh, The script podcast is uh, produced by myself and is edited. by zoe alexander uh if you want to follow us on itunes look for the script podcast under NYC screenwriters collective if you want to support us you can support us at patreon.com slash the script good night